Big storm on Monday night. Big storm on Monday night. And as we learned, thanks to our listeners, depending on where you were in southern Manitoba, you either got a little bit of rain or a lot of rain. And we also learned from our listeners something really unusual came out in the wake of that storm. So just make sure you stick around to find out what. Folklorama, by all accounts, was a smashing success. We spoke to the Hungarian Pavilion today, who say that it was wildly beyond their expectations. Can you believe it's been 25 years since the song Mbop came out? Today, we spoke to Zach Hansen, the drummer from the band Hansen, who are going to be in Winnipeg this Sunday playing at the Park Theatre. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Tuesday, August 16th podcast for The Start. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb in on Connecting Winnipeg from 10 until 12 today. Mackling, I don't know how things went down in North Kildonan, but in Osborne Village, I think it was just around 7.40, 7.45. I got to look down at my phone and saw a slew of severe thunderstorm warning notifications from Environment Canada, including Winnipeg. And then I heard some tap, tap, tap on the window and I opened my balcony door and wished I hadn't uh, because it felt like a monsoon outside and it rained cats and dogs for like three hours. Well, it started, I guess the alert started around six o'clock. I was watching uh, Global News at six with Lisa Dutton and that program was interrupted by tornado warnings for areas west of Winnipeg. So that, of course, put me on high alert. One of the boys was out on his bike. I texted him. I said, hey, there's some nasty weather coming. I'm going to keep an eye on the sky. I'll let you know either, you know, uh, when you should head home or or maybe uh, hunker down. And and a long story short, I sent, uh, I said, said child, a text message. You should probably book at home now. It looks like that weather is making its way across the top of the city. And he called me about 90 seconds later as I heard the rain just start to pound down uh, on the house. He says, Dad, I think I left it too late. I, you don't say. <laughs> where, where was he when he was he calling He wasn't you? far. He was still at his buddy's house. He said that he had just gotten his bike to come home. I said, stay there. I'll call mom. Mom's got the ability to put the bike in the back, she'll come and pick you up. So, uh, yeah, he 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 held on a little bit too long, and it, it rained pretty good. I've got uh, some knocked-over plants, or at least I did, in the backyard and uh, a couple of things in the front yard. So uh, I guess there was wind and thunder and lightning. It was uh, it was almost the full meal deal, McGarry. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you if you've got, uh, you know, a rain gauge let us know, like Jeff, for example, who always emails us his rain total. He says, no big wind or hail down here, but it really did pour. I can report that we got 53 millimeters on the estate in, <laughs> on the estate in Waverly Heights. Uh, and then he clarifies, that's two inches for the old geezers. <laughs> I was going to head out for a sunrise bike ride, but we'll pass for today. And he adds, you can blame me for the rain. I washed my bike yesterday. I, I saw a lot it. of that sentiment yesterday. I, I watered my lawn. You can blame me for the rain. I washed my car. Blame me for the rain, etc. Et How about the atmospheric conditions? And things were just right. For some major rain yesterday. It was nothing that you did, but I often feel when I wash my car, 
if it rains, that it's uh, completely my fault. And I was going to wash my car yesterday, and I was going to take it to the chamois. They have the 48-hour clean guarantee uh, with regard to the weather. If you get the premium one, I don't know if it's gold or platinum or titanium. I don't know what precious metal they <laughs> Vibra- attach to the, top, <laughs> to the top level. <laughs> Vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one where they come to your house and they clean it and, and detail. <laughs> it's about $900, but I, I haven't gone for that package yet. But I did take that into account. Hmm, if I go to the chamois, it looks like it's going to rain. I can go back. Uh, by until Wednesday and get the car washed again. But then I'm looking at the forecast and it's calling for showers on Thursday. So I threw the whole idea out the window. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's funny because I, uh, last week I was so thankful to be off last week. The weather was picture perfect almost every single day. And then just at, like when I was start, when I went out to play golf Sunday morning at Kingswood in the Salle, it was dark and it tried to rain on us. It didn't. But I thought, it's almost like, you know, I'm, I'm going back to work tomorrow and here comes the cloud. It's like this ominous <laughs> return to normal life, McGarry. Here's the cloud and the rain. And then we got all that rain yesterday. So feel free to let us know what you got. And um, just uh, for my own self-indulgent purposes, if anybody is listening in Lorette, let me know how how it went there because I'm golf, supposed to golf in Lorette today. <laughs> so just want to see if that course is going to be playable or not. Well, I think there's a chance of showers in the forecast today. So yep. uh, never mind what happened last night. Maybe the weather today will get in your way. But we're going to visit with Kayla Evans in just a few moments. Kayla Evans of the Global News Morning Weather uh, expert uh, at Global Television will join us in just a few minutes to, to, you know, to recap a little bit of what happened last night. I know she doesn't have a ton of statistics for us as of yet, but she's on the case, so she may have more now than what she was letting on a few uh, minutes ago when I spoke to her last. And speaking of, I mentioned golf coming up after Global News at 7 o'clock. We are going to discuss an event happening today that is going to celebrate Manitoba manufacturers, food producers, etc. A lot of times when we get these invitations and these, uh, these solicitations to have a conversation, Brett, it's because people want to promote an event. Well, the event is today. So I don't think they're going to get any new participants in the golf tournament, but what they're celebrating is Manitoba and Manitoba manufacturing and food manufacturing in particular. And where the proceeds go is absolutely super cool. In fact, for listening so early on the program, I'm going to tell you that this golf tournament is going to support in part something called the Veggie Van. I can't wait to learn more about that, what its purpose is, and uh, how much money uh, they need to run that. It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is in from 10 until 12. Just a heads up, we just got an al- We may have to run out of the, the building where there's a, the, an alarm going off, so you might hear it going off uh, intermittently. All we know is an alarm has been set. It's being investigated. We don't know. But if we suddenly just have to say bye, um, yeah. So we uh, are going to talk today about the things that Dumb us down, and it's kind of a follow-up conversation to yesterday's lost or dying arts 
chat, we talked about the the impending death of the stick shift. And one of the, the reasons why we wanted to talk about this is because of that Photomath app that we just discussed. And I wondered, is that something that could potentially dumb us down? We did get some feedback, Greg, at 204-780-6868. He says, where can I download that app for math problems? Then I could finally find the answer for the problem of train a leaving the station doing one speed while train b does another speed in the different direction and darlene says as a teacher photo math is great to help with homework at home share it with my students all the time and another one of our listeners said photo math is the best help my daughter get through pre-cal shows you step by step the solution so you can see where you went wrong in a problem. Okay, so my hunch that photomath is potentially bad, clearly incorrect. So thank you for that feedback because I was curious, like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Clearly it's a good thing. But as we learned yesterday on Connecting Winnipeg with Loren McNabb filling in, GPS is indeed melting our brains. So let's uh, go around the horn here. The things that dumb us down are the things that you feel like are dumbing others down. Jeff Braun, why don't we start with you? There's something I've noticed over the last 10 years or so with uh, younger people, and it's, it's going to make sort of make me sound like an old man yells at a cloud kind of deal, but uh, too bad. Um, the, uh, an increasing number of younger people can't tell time unless it's a digital clock, like oh. they can't read an analog clock yes. at all. That blows my mind whenever I encounter that, and it's like, you guys should really look into that because i mean that's it's a useful skill to have you're going to be you know at a train station wondering when to board and they'll just have an analog clock from 50 years ago and you won't know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) just completely out to lunch uh that and that is it's funny that some of the things that are basic skills for us but for younger people they just have no clue but it makes sense with the digital clock um cameron uh cooking for sure and that's the one thing for me um i i i think i'm a part of a generation and maybe you guys as well where um particularly when, when i think of my grandfather and and sort of that generation as well i mean most of those men i mean their their cooking skills ended about frying an egg um but i feel like like my generation things have kind of started like most of my friends and family and stuff around my age they all know how to cook and are very good cooks and stuff like that but now with like these you know food delivery apps and all this stuff it's just so easy you never have to do cleanups and stuff like that and i know a lot of young people younger than i do that are just like whenever they have anything to do they'll never think like it's such an important skill to know how to be able to throw something together that's it's i mean it's like if you're if you're going to be getting your food delivered all the time the cost is going to be unbelievable it's going to be like eight times more than it is than it would be if you were just cooking yourself and i feel like it's 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 sort of the, the all this food delivery and stuff like that is sort of taking away people's ability to learn how to how to cook for themselves and stuff like that which which is like i think the most one of the most important things you can learn how to do yeah i should probably get on that still i I, i've eaten a lot of takeout over the last couple of years and i did not i I remember thinking at the beginning of the pandemic maybe i should learn to cook because i got nothing else to do but i just learned how to order more takeout jeff forte what about you for me and it's i don't know if it's making me dumber but i feel dumb after doing this and i like to call it dr google you know when you feel like a a weird pain or you know like oh my eyes all of a sudden sore and then you google the symptoms and it's like oh no i'm gonna need a glass eye (laughs) and and meanwhile it's it's really nothing it's really really nothing like the pain just goes away within an hour and you're like well i freaked out for nothing thanks google thanks (laughs) 
Uh, yes, and doctors across the land, I'm sure, are very uh-huh. pleased with things like Google and WebMD. Yeah. Yeah, so, Doc, I was uh, looking up my symptoms online. Stop right there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a new leg. Greg, uh, what about you? Well, uh, Cam, a great one with regard to the food. Uh, I hear this all the time in my house. We have no food. And then, of course, you go in the freezer or the fridge and you go, well, we have this, this, and this. I think what they mean is they yeah. don't have anything that uh, is already cooked, and they can open it and consume it immediately. Uh, for me, it's good old debates how Technology has taken the ability or the or the reason behind good old-fashioned debate, speculation, and just this whole comparison. Like as a sports guy, comparing generation to generation, you can actually, you know, go online and get these stats and try and justify your position. But it's not as fun anymore. It's like good old solid facts. Who needs facts in a debate when you're talking about who's better, Wayne Gretzky or Bobby Orr? Like, yeah, let's I was just go on feeling and emotion. I was having this conversation, Mac. Like, it's like, I was thinking, like, talking to my, my friend. Could Anthony Calvillo compete in today's CFL? I don't think so, because he's not mobile enough. He just sat in the pocket. You don't need, yeah, there's no technology that can solve that argument. I want to have that argument with somebody. <laughs> What was the... (laughs) You had a somewhat weather-related message in our text line? Yes. One of our listeners saying, Good morning, guys. Has anyone messaged you about the frogs on the road last night? There's a story coming in our text message. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to those details. It's 17 degrees outside 680 CJOB. And in the meantime, we're asking you about the things that... Dumb us down, or the things that are dumbing others down at 204-780-6868. And uh, quite a rant here, Mr. Mackling. Yeah, this is from Tara. I have something that's not so much dumbing down, but I find people can't do anymore. That thing is making change. There has been so many times, or have been so many times, that I've been at a store that the cashier has to rely on the numbers given. Now, during these times, times we haven't been using cash as much but it's all still an important skill when the cash register won't tell the cashier what the change is it seems to be very difficult for them to figure out i've had to as well as i've seen others tell the cashier what the change is their response is oh okay and they just give whatever you say thanks and have a great day that from tara i've experienced that myself and even counting it back right if say it was 737 and somebody give you a 10 you'd give them that here's 63 for 8 9 10 here's your change no they just throw it in your hand in a big pile and then see you later Well, I hey, that was a skill for me at Taco Bell. I was the Cash Man B. It was right in my name tag, Cash Man B, because I was useless everywhere else in the restaurant, so they always stuck me on front cash. But that's okay. I liked it, and it got me a nickname, which has stuck for some 20-plus years. We have the frog story, so we'll share that with you just after Global News at 730. <laughs> It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is in from 10 until 12. We're going to tell you the frog story in just a second, but our question of the day at cjob.com for credit aid. Worried about your debt? Call 204-987-6890, creditaid.ca. The question we asked you yesterday morning, 
The end seems to be nigh for manual transmission with under 3% of new vehicles offering it. Do you drive a vehicle with a stick shift? 19% said never have. 66% said I don't, but I can. And 15% said I only drive stick. And we had a similar result on our Instagram version of that poll at uh, 680CJB as well. So thanks for weighing in on that. And, okay, what's what's the deal with the frogs, Mackling? Okay, so... One of our listeners asking us if anyone else had messaged us about frogs on the road last night. I said, no. (laughs) What's the story? Okay. So I was driving back from Lundar to the city last night around 10 p.m. Starting at Oak Point all the way to the perimeter, there were frogs all over the road, thousands of them. This listener saying, no joke. And then Liz weighed in and said, yes, thousands of frogs on the road just outside. Of Winnipeg Beach. What the heck? Yeah, so they weren't falling from the sky, (laughs) a la Magnolia, Tom Cruise movie, but they were actually on the road. And I saw only one little bit of wildlife, no bears or deer or anything at the lake on the weekend, but did see a frog. A, a healthily sized frog is uh, at the at the cottage on Sunday morning. So. I wonder what's going on here. We might need to reach out to our uh, friends at. uh, oh boy, the name escapes me now. Fort White. Fort White. Thank you, Barrett Thank Miller. You. Barrett Miller. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. Uh, maybe or or maybe we need to speak to some sort of Egyptologist. Isn't that one of the ten plagues? A witch. Of Egypt? Uh, an Egyptologist. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think frogs is it was one of their plagues. Oh great, that's what we need. One more plague. <laughs> So thank, if you know anything else about that, feel free to weigh in at 204-780-6868. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is on from 10 until 12 and Connecting Winnipeg, but we're hoping she can join us at 9.35 when we speak to one of the Hanson brothers, not the hockey guys, the band. <laughs> the Hanson brothers, I think, are in town today, which is funny for the golf tournament. So, yeah, we would have to make that distinction uh, normally, but uh, very much so today as the Hanson brothers uh, golf tournament, I think, goes goes today at St. Boniface. That's right. So that's exciting. One, The Hanson brothers from Slapshot are here, and the Hanson brothers... Others, the band are coming this weekend, more at 9.35. But sometimes we get, I mean, we get a, hundreds of text messages every morning, and we thank you for all of your feedback and you, the information that you provide us with, uh, like when Daryl telling us 115 millimeters of rain north of Birds Hill Park. But every so often, we kind of get thrown, like the show just sort of veers right off the tracks. <laughs> now, we're good at doing that ourselves. Yes. <laughs> this morning, we've had your help. Yeah, because... Of the frogs. It sounds like frogs by the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, were everywhere last night. What's going on on our text line? Okay, so it started uh, with a text message asking if anyone had messaged us about frogs on the road last night. This listener says I was driving back from Lundar to the city around 10 p.m., starting at Oak Point all the way to the perimeter. There were frogs all over the road, thousands of them, no joke. And then Liz said this, Brett. Thousands of frogs on the road just outside of Winnipeg Beach. Uh, We have since heard from Nicole, who says, I had the same issues with frogs last night by St. Francis Xavier. Michelle uh, did not identify where she's at, but says, I found two dead frogs on my driveway 
this morning. And Amber then, Trail, she just texted in, so that's in the city here, Brett. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, good. No, that's, that's key information. And then uh, Jen with a, a, well, not a theory. It sounds like a pretty reasonable scientific explanation as to what's up here. Yeah, good morning. This happens every few years when we have the perfect combination of a lot of moisture and a lot of insects. The frog population is basically very well fed and has an ideal environment to thrive. Now, that's contradictory to, to Ray's theory. Uh, he says perhaps this is uh, a situation where there were a whole lot of princes turned into frogs last night. And I think that's backwards of the way it's supposed to go. Oh, man. That, that's, okay. that's a lot of princes, if yeah. that's the case. Now, Richard... Maybe the most scientific explanation of all. Richard says when it gets cold, their little amphibian bodies search out warm things. The warm asphalt and concrete is a good place for them to stay warm and keep their body temperatures up. Unfortunately, it's also a good place to be crushed by oncoming vehicles. So maybe we'll, hopefully one of us can speak to Barrett Miller or somebody from Fort White Alive or some sort of wildlife expert as to just what's going on here because it seems like this phenomenon was witnessed by many Manitobans last night and I'm curious to know more. But in the meantime, I'm curious to know who wants to go to see... Gulliver Returns at Landmark Cinemas, a four-pack, a family four-pack of tickets and treats to see Gulliver Returns, an exclusive film to Landmark Cinemas. Call number five at 204-780-6868. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb in on Connecting Winnipeg today from 10 until 12. And on the subject of frogs, we are getting dozens of text messages. The frogs have kind of taken the, the leap. They've le- leapfrogged into the lead here in terms of what we're talking about today because people are telling us that they saw thousands of frogs uh, all over the place yesterday. Yeah, now in southwest Manitoba, Brett, I don't know if you've ever seen them. Uh, people are used to there seeing the skinks. <laughs> The prairie skink, it's like the only lizard uh, in Canada or, or uh, similar. Anyway, we, we get those uh, down around Boisevain. I think uh, Minidosa sometimes, Loren can comment, uh, sometimes you see them in, in your basement and that sort of thing. But uh, frogs, maybe not so much. At the same time, it's looking as though it was pretty common occurrence yesterday. And this morning, Darlene saying, I live just west of Lundar, a lot of frogs on the road. I went for a run this morning and just about fell trying to avoid stepping on a frog. Wow. And then it looks like this text is from Al, I believe, who says, uh, leaving River Oaks golf course last night, which is just uh, south of Winnipeg, after getting off of Waverly, after getting poured on on the 16th hole, I saw hundreds of frogs trying to cross Waverly South. And uh, I just, I'd also like to mention, says Al, I was having the game of my life, but I couldn't finish the round due to the weather. Ah. Felt like I was having a Caddyshack moment playing in a storm. Sorry about that, Al. I played River Oaks on Saturday, by the way. Course is in great shape. I was not in great shape after that round. I certainly did not have the round of my life. So I uh, have some business to attend to, some revenge to seek on that golf course. But in the meantime, while I was not successful there, more successful than we could have imagined was the way one volunteer described their experience as Saturday night and perhaps into the early hours of this past Sunday morning, marking the finish line for one of Winnipeg's flagship annual celebrations. Yeah, in terms of the number of pavilions, it was a scaled-down version of Folklorama, which came to a close following a two-week run. 
depending on who you speak to, scaled down is not an accurate description. We welcome back to the start Lizzie Kovach of the Hungarian Pannonia Pavilion. Good morning, Lizzie. Good morning. So here's some of the things that I heard about your pavilion. We had most, uh, we had our most previously successful week and doubled it. We pivoted our food and pivoted again to keep people fed. This sounds like a successful <laughs> enterprise of any sort. What can you tell us? Uh, well, we were pretty, uh, it was unexpected. We didn't expect to be as busy as we were. And to be honest with you, we planned, when we were planning ahead for Folklorama, we were having some internal debates of how much food should we make? How successful are we going to be? And we had people on both sides of the coin who thought, well, we're probably not going to be that busy. Folks might still be afraid to go out. And that was not the case. And while we upped our numbers, we really had to adjust throughout the week on day three, we sat down and had a meeting with our executive and said, okay, we look, we might run out of food. We need to come up with a plan. And so that's what we did. We needed to make more cabbage rolls every single day. And just to give you some context, we have 1800 pre-prepared that we can, um, that we can cook for the week. And same with the sausage. We made 1800 just before Folklorama. And so there are some items that we can't reproduce during that time frame just because of the work involved, but we certainly did our best, and it was overwhelming, and we're so grateful to everyone that came to support us. Now, we also heard that the baking went well into the wee hours every night to make sure there was cake the next night. Uh, yes. That's, what kind of cake are we talking about? So we had um, one of our – we have two of our famous desserts. There's the Dubush Torch, which is the drum cake. It's, it's a layer cake with um, a rum-flavored, a creamy filling icing. And then we also have our Kamesh. But we also had some other desserts as well. We had a lemon raspberry. And we could – this is – I've never seen us sell so many torts. And we have a pastry chef who is fantastic. And she thought she had made enough for the week because we budgeted based on our, our numbers. And – you know, it's easy enough to pull that out of the freezer, but she was work, running off of her feet trying to keep people happy. It was one of our number one selling items. It was number three, to be honest with you. It's crazy. <laughs> well, this makes me so happy to hear that the the first Folklorama in person in three years I had such a bounce back year. Uh, it warms my heart. Now, I know this is a gigantic undertaking, Lizzie. When will yes. the planning for <laughs> next year begin? Well, we already started tracking our postmortem notes. Uh, so we're going to be having our postmortem here in the next couple of weeks so we can all line up our schedules because, of course, Fulcrum ends and the rest of our schedules now keep, keep building for the fall. But uh, we're going to start planning now because we've got some ideas that we want to incorporate, but they do take a little bit of time to pull together. So as soon as one's done, we move on to the next one. And before we let you go, we got about 30 seconds. But did you hear of any other pavilions having this kind of, uh, I won't say call it a problem, it sounds like a good problem to have, but of yeah. being overrun? Well, we, our friends at the Polish Pavilion, we're very close with that group because we have we share dancers because of family. I know that they had a really great week, and I heard positive things from everybody, essentially. So I know for us, we had an amazing week, and the weekend was crazy busy for the Polish Pavilion as well. I remember I was getting text messages from them first show sold out and I think everyone felt this sense of relief in our dance group because we we practice year-round and we have to stop and start and stop and start and knowing that we were going to have an audience to perform for changes the energy and the dynamic and it also changed the way that we approached the week because we knew that it was going to be game on. 
Lizzie Kovach, our official correspondent for Folklorama, <laughs> joining us to give us the lowdown on the hungry Pannonia Pavilion uh, several times throughout the week on different shows. Lizzie, thanks for your contribution to our program. Congratulations on this more than su- successful return to Folklorama. Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate you doing this for Folklorama as well. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is on from 10 until 12 on Connecting Winnipeg, but she will join us hopefully at 9.35. We're going to speak to Zach Hansen, the drummer from the band Hansen. They're playing in Winnipeg on Sunday at the Park Theatre, so that is cool. Reminder, we're also asking you at 204-780-6868 about the things that dumb us down. Oliver, for example, says, during fairly recent examinations, several... University students had gone overtime, and when questioned about why, it was found that they could not read an analog clock. They could only read a digital clock. That came up when we first talked about it. Was it uh, Jeff Braun, I think, who brought that up? He did. So there you go. Oh, my goodness. University Uh, students. Okay. Well, uh, these are university students and older from one of our listeners who says things that are dumbing down is not learning. Cursive is a big one in my mind. Get this, Brett. I have a few friends in their late 20s and early 30s who struggle with signing checks, legal documents, etc. because they don't have a signature. (laughs) Well, they couldn't. If they print it, you could just say that's my signature. No, you, you can. It doesn't look. I don't know if it looks really good on you if you haven't got a signature of some sort. Although, I don't know if you've seen mine. Mine's nothing to brag about either. Mine's so. terrible. I don't even. I don't even try anymore. I used to try. I don't. I, now it's just blah, scratch. Totally illegible. So we are going to pick a winner for the prize for the Celebrations Dinner Theater's Ships Creek Passes at 9.15 based on your texts and the things that are dumbing us down. And we also, earlier, producer Jeff Fortier gave away a family four-pack of tickets and treats to see Gulliver Returns at Landmark Cinemas. Who won those tickets? Gary Bachelor. Right on, Gary. Congratulations. Enjoy the movie. It looks like a lot of fun. Now... We are going to uh, switch gears here because um, American actor Anne Heche was taken off life support on Sunday, nine days after suffering severe injuries in a fiery car crash as a compatible person was found to receive her donated organs. Heche, 53 years old, had legally been dead since last Friday, though still with a heartbeat and was kept on life support to preserve her organs so they could be donated. And Anne Heche's ex-husband, Coley Lafoon, posted an emotional tribute on Instagram. I'd like to think she's free, free from pain and enjoying or experiencing whatever's next in her journey. She came in hot and she had a lot to say. She was brave and fearless, loved really hard and was never afraid to let us know what she think and what she believed in, and it was always love. It was all about love. So, goodbye, Anne. Love you, thank you. Thank you for all the good times, there were so many. And um, see you on the other side, and in the meantime, I got our son and he'll be fine. Love you. 
in learning of the efforts which were made to find a suitable donor or donors for Ahesha's organs, it was clear in my mind, Brett, we needed to celebrate those efforts and those gifts. Dr. Owen Mooney is medical director for the Gift of Life program here in our province. Dr. Mooney, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're doing well. It's uh, great to hear your voice. Thanks for making some time with us. This is obviously a sad story, but there is an underlying message, something that uh, A, needs to be celebrated and a message that needs to be spread. Uh, Can you help us understand what might happen in a circumstance like uh, the one Anne Heche and her family found themselves in, somebody on life support, and the hope is the organs of the person will live on in others. How, how might that go down? First of all, I'd just like to express my condolences for the family of uh, Ms. Heche uh, and recognize her courage and compassion and her family's courage and compassion um, and like the immense generosity that they've shown wanting to help others in need. Um, you know, as an ICU doctor and uh, a deceased donation physician, I deal with death and dying in the ICU every day. Um, you know, we have the opportunity in Manitoba to uh, those people that are in the intensive care unit that uh, are, are not going to survive or, or clinically have already passed uh, by the determination of neurologic death. Um, we um, obviously approached the family at that time for uh, discussions in and around death and dying and what organ donation uh, means to them uh, and their their, their loved one, um, and uh, if if we do get a consent from a family, it's uh, it can be a prolonged process uh, of you know anywhere between 48 and 72 hours while we uh, figure out the appropriateness of uh, uh, what organs can be donated and, and to where. It's an incredibly complex system uh, that we use a, a national. Uh, we communicate nationally with other uh, donation and transplant programs across. Uh, Canada and, and distribute organs as, as necessary. Um, it's I'm always amazed at the you know the amazing courage that uh, families uh, that I you know talk to that are able to make these difficult decisions at you know likely the worst moments in their life uh, with uh, with the death of their, their loved one. What stands in the way of more Manitobans signing up and making this tremendous gift? Well, I mean, I think there is uh, just a lack of awareness. I think it's it's uh, it's cases like uh, you know this one publicized recently uh, that bring organ donation into the forefront, um, and it's really about having this discussion with your family members about in the event that you were to uh, suffer a catastrophic medical injury that you weren't able to, you were not going to survive. Uh, how would you direct your family to uh, to uh, talk to the donation team about organ donation? And we know that. Uh, without that, uh, without that discussion, and families not knowing that uh, consent for donation is less than 50%, uh, that uh, statistic increases to over 90% if family members are aware of the, uh, their family members' wishes uh, at the time of their death. So, uh, you know, we always encourage Manitobans to number one uh, initiate that conversation with their uh, with their family members, and, and obviously um, and re- registration with uh, signupforlife.ca. Uh, we have a, a Manitoba online organ and tissue donor registry. Uh, we have 62,000 registered Manitobans. Um, this year makes, marks 10 years of our online service in the registry. Uh, our goal is to reach 10,000 new registrations by the end of 2022 this year. So I would, I would encourage uh, family members just initiate that discussion. 
signupforlife.ca. I'm on the website right now. I've been on it before because I'm registered and my family is well aware of my beliefs and my wishes, Dr. Mooney. And so that, that is obviously a big step in this, as you pointed out, Dr. Owen Mooney, our guest medical director for the Gift of Life program. Can you give us an idea how many lives I might impact you know, um, upon my passing, if my organs are suitable for donation, how many lives could, could I change? Well, I mean, if, if you look at the, just the pure organ number, I mean, you're looking up to, you know, seven or greater, um, but there's, uh, the, the, just, the, but there's other tissue donation as well. And it's not only kind of the direct patient impact or recipient impact. I just think about um, uh, all the impact that you're having on their, their families uh, the healthcare system in in general, uh, the Im- impact uh, is enormous, um, and uh, it's an amazing gift that uh, you know uh, Manitobans, all Manitobans have the opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, only three percent of of all deaths uh, in hospital deaths uh, even offers the opportunity. So it's a it's a rare but very beautiful gift, um, and so it's important to once again have that discussion, and you can see just the impact. Uh, really of of what uh, the decision to donate uh, can have. And before we let you go, in in terms of the the turnaround, uh, what is involved in, I guess, just in... I don't know what, what word I want to use here, in inspecting and in, in just making sure that, that somebody's organ is in good enough shape to be donated to somebody else. You know, every situation is a little bit different, and it depends on age and comorbidities. Uh, we have uh, a very advanced organ donation program here, uh, including, uh, you know, f- uh, physicians and a nurse coordinator group that work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, nationally, if we have a consented donor that uh, we, uh, you know, it's an expedited process. Um, it's a very detailed and very complicated process. But uh, now, uh, you know, many years into this, where we've refined uh, our detail details so much that we really try to minimize the impact on the uh, the family, obviously, and expedite uh, organ donation if if possible. Um, that being said, there is obviously a delay. It cannot be a time of consent. There, uh, you know, to to try to figure out uh, what is suitable and and what is not uh, takes does it take some time. Uh, but we do expedite that and work, uh, you know, tirelessly 24 hours a day. Signupforlife.ca. Dr. Owen Mooney, thanks for doing what you do every single day in the ICU and and uh, elsewhere and as director of the Gift of Life program, the medical director. Uh, we appreciate your time immensely this morning. And and once again, thank you for what you do in, in, in making those dreams and and in terms of making those gifts are passed on because I just think of it as the, as the greatest legacy that you can share uh, from, from one life to another. Extremely well said. And uh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Dr. Owen Mooney joining us live on 680 CJOB. And once again, Greg, that website one more time. Signupforlife.ca. That's where you can put in all your information. And don't forget, once you do that, you're in the system. However, your family can override your decision if you're not clear with them or if they hem and haw about whether or not you want this done. So that's one part of it. The blue card is something that Lots of people have filled out in the past. This is the way to get it on the record. And don't forget to talk to your family about your wishes.
It's Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is in from 10 until 12, but we believe she's going to join us just after Global News at 9.30 because we are going to speak to Zach Hansen, who is the drummer from the band. Hansen, yes, the Mbop guys. They're coming to Winnipeg this weekend playing the Park Theatre, so we're looking forward to that chat. And in just a moment, we are going to talk more about technology and ways that you can save money, perhaps in surprising ways. But before that, the feedback continues to pour in on various things, including frogs, which we'll get to in a moment, but as well as organ transplants, Greg. One of our listeners saying, good morning, Brett and Greg. I want to thank you for shedding light on organ donation. My mother-in-law is an organ recipient and is going into year 20 since her transplant because someone cared enough. There was a positive for our family that came out of a tragedy for another family. I often think of them and hope they know what their gift did. My mother-in-law lived to see the birth of her one and only grandchild. She was able to travel and love her best life or live her best life. We are forever grateful to the family who donated their 21-year-old daughter's heart. Thank you again for doing this segment. Please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for sharing that story with us at 204 780 68. Thank you, Heather. And on the frogs, we uh, were asked a couple hours ago from a listener, just one listener saying, hey, does anybody message you about the frogs on the highway last night? Because they were driving in from Lundar all the way to Winnipeg. Uh, Lundar is north of Winnipeg. And uh, they said there are thousands of frogs on Highway 6 all the way to Winnipeg. And we're getting reports from all over the place of frogs everywhere. Donald, for example, says, I looked at my pool this morning and there were three frogs in it. They were alive, so I removed them. So maybe ask people to check their pools for the poor little things. Great tip, Donald. Thank you for that. Continue to let us know about the frogs at 204-780-60. It feels like a plague. We had a few people saying, is this a sign of the apocalypse? (laughs) What did you say about the Egyptian? This is one of the 10 Egyptian... one of the 10 plagues of Egypt. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I think this stuff is in the Bible. So um, anyway, keep that feedback coming at 204-780-6868. In the meantime... We uh, were talking about technology earlier this morning, back to school gear and electronics. And look, it is not cheap. When I went to school, the most expensive thing I think I needed was my either my note tote binder or the, the when, when we got into trigonometry, you needed that fancy calculator. Mm-hmm. But it was even then, it was like 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Technology is not cheap. And it needs to be protected from scammers and all that kind of stuff. So we've got someone here who can help you save money and keep that gear safe. Nothing But Tech is a computer repair shop at 1960 Main Street. Rui Diaz is the owner and visits with us from time to time with... Some tech tips. Good morning, Rui. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Ben. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Nice to hear your voice. And I am a loyal and uh, very happy uh, multiple-time customer of Rui's. And so I can endorse uh, what Rui does. I want to ask you, before we get into the heart of this, Like, have you noticed any behavior in the wake of the rising cost of everything in terms of people coming into the shop? Yeah, it's been really, really slow. For the last three months, it's been really slowish. Not many people have been coming in. I can I notice that a lot of people don't want to spend too much money on a lot of things. It's it's been really drastic for the last three months. So, do you think that just they're 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 the whatever they need fixed, they're just sitting on it and just like uh not not using it and probably also not replacing it. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. Yeah. 
Okay. So we continue to hear about scams lately. So many scams in the headlines. We're constantly getting cybersecurity training here at work because if you're not careful, it's so easy to make a, a mistake and let something in that you don't want on your device. So what sort of tips do you have on that? Well, yeah, that's the biggest, biggest thing. I've noticed a huge spike on that coming in from clients coming in. I've been scammed. I've been hacked. Or uh, there's a, there's, they called me and there's, when there's a lady on the screen on the computer telling me not to turn off a computer. They're telling me I have pornography. It's locked my IP address. They have no idea what to do. So the three simple steps to do this, and if everybody has a grab, grab pen and paper for this, uh, you press Control, Alt, and Delete. Once that window comes up, there'll be a window that says Task Manager. You click on that, and then end task on the browser that you are using. So in our Explorer, Google Chrome, or Firefox, and just close it. Everything will go, go away, reboot your computer, and start all over again. There's, those are all just pop-ups, just screens that have no exit, so you can't close out of them, and they don't give you that option to close them. So by doing that control alt delete thing, it just eliminates the windows, start over, and just keep on going and doing what you're doing. So it gives you that control of the individual web pages that might be up, the different applications that might be up that, that maybe are, are stuck or stalled, Rui? Yes, that's correct. Okay. It gives you that option to close it all down. Excellent. Uh, without, you do know. Not, and, then, and do not call that number on the screen because the main thing for those people to do is to get onto your computer, steal all your information, and even make you even get more and get, steal money from you guys. That's pretty much what it is. It's, it's a huge thing. And they make it convincing to make it sound like they are Norton's, they are McCaffey's, or Microsoft, which is the worst one. They are not those people, they are scammers. So how does that typically start, Rui? Can it start from a phone call? Can it start from an email? Maybe back up a little um, bit and 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 yeah. and help us understand how you get to that place in the first place where you've got. Because I've been there. Just to, you know, I, I'm guessing there are multiple ways for this to happen. For the for the most is that you're uh, you're searching for something, uh, recipes, uh, automotive parts, pets, something like that, and you've clicked on a link that doesn't look like a proper some people will say oh this doesn't look really good but i'm going to click on it anyways they click on it as soon as you click on that link it takes you somewhere else completely and anything you click on will just now open up a whole bunch of other pop-ups and it just spiders from there now the la- we want to move from scams to the laptop and how we can maybe bring it back to life because the laptops become such a crucial item for students but they're they're not cheap if you've got a laptop that's a few years old and is on its last legs you at your shop, you can help give it some fresh pep in its step, yeah? Absolutely. We'll be able to replace the hard drive that's on there that's kind of slowish or the and maybe upgrade the RAM on it to make it quicker. There's a, multiple things on older laptops that we can do to keep it going. If someone's really happy with it and they don't want to spend money on a new one, we'll, we can make it keep it and make it make it faster for you, absolutely. And, Rui, before we let you go, there's one other thing that uh, I know you do real well, and that is to recover uh, lost documents, pictures, uh, for me in particular, that are on old CPUs, old computers, those towers that maybe, oh, geez, I can't get that to work. Uh, you're magic with that stuff. I am. Yeah, and, like, Brett, you have one in your system for a long time. You haven't brought me to me, so we can take care of that for you. Don't worry. 
You just got to get it down here. But, yeah, we can take care of this. If there's something that you can't read off your memory card or the flash drive isn't reading correctly or your hard drive is nothing, you can't get to your phone, we can try to do a recovery on the drive to see if we can get all your stuff. It isn't guaranteed, but I'll try my best to get it out of there. I have been threatening for years to go see Rui. Sorry, Rui. It's just uh, I keep forgetting. It's it's buried in a closet somewhere, so I got to dig that thing out. But once I find it, I will get down there to nothing but tech, which is once again at 1960 Main Street. And we understand you you're got a little bit of a, uh, special as it relates to taxes for teachers and students heading into back to school? Yeah, so right now, teachers and students do not pay taxes on services at my shop until from now till the end of the month. All right, Rui Diaz, Nothing But Tech, thank you very much for joining us, sir. And once again, Nothing But Tech is at 1960 Main Street and their website. You know what, Rui, while I've, are you, I think you're still there. Rui, what's the website? Yeah. It's nothingbuttech.ca. Right on, nothingbuttech.ca. We are asking you about the things that dumb us down for a chance to win tickets for Celebrations Dinner Theater's Ships Creek. And we have a couple of texts and our winner, Don, for example. And we had a few people weighing in on this kind of writing. Don suggesting younger folk these days can't read. They simply can't read cursive writing. That's going to affect museums displaying historical documents. They'll need interpreters. I can't read my own cursive writing. So it's not just the youngsters, Don. <laughs> uh, to read. Teresa says if you actually have money to pay for something at a store, we actually got a lot of text along these lines as well, and I think our winner is in the same book here. But Teresa saying if you actually have money to pay for something at a store, like cash, can the clerk count back change? Most times, no. I have watched the look of horror when the computer malfunctions on how much change to give back to me, had to count it back myself. So I suppose the thing that's dumbing us down there is the computer that simply gives you the number rather than figuring it out for yourself yeah, on the fly. Yeah, I, I can remember. Remember uh, just the other day I said, oh, I've got the 37 cents. And the guy just stood there. He goes, yeah, I already punched it in the computer. <laughs> like there was no way he was rounding that and just giving me back the $5 bill. Was not <laughs> happening. <laughs> but Tara is our winner. Uh, what did Tara have for us, Greg? I have something that's not so much dumbing down, but I find people can't do anymore. That is Making change, there have been so many times that have been at a store that the cashier has to reply on the numbers that are given. Now, during these times, we haven't been using cash as much, but it's still an important skill. When the cash register won't tell the cashier what the change is, it seems to be very difficult for them to figure it out. I have had to as well have seen others also tell the cashier what the change is. Their response is, oh, okay, and they just give whatever you say. Thanks, and have a great day. Well, you have a great day yourself, Tara. You are our winner. What is Tara getting today, Brett McGarry? Once again, Tara getting a pair of tickets for Celebrations Dinner Theater's Ships Creek that's running now until September 4th. I will say, as someone who worked at a cash register for... Well, five years at Taco Bell and then in various uh, retail outlets in the city of Winnipeg. Sometimes the brain just farts out, right? No like, question. And you can't, and, and, and I, I remember people would, that would throw me off sometimes that they would say, I've got the 37 cents and, and it's just, there's like this short circuit and I can't figure it out and I just need to commit to the amount that I was already going to give. Um, because I'm scared to make a mistake. It's like I know this was I know this is right, so this is what you're getting, but um it is still an important skill for anybody who works in a operation where you're handling money. 
No question. And and to remind people, too, your till's got to balance at the end of the night. Yeah. Or there are repercussions. That's right. So eh, I can see both sides of it, but I'm still on the side of here's the 37 cents. Can I just have the five instead of the 463 <laughs> you're about to give me? <laughs> Mackling and McGarry and McNabb-ish. We'll explain that in a minute. And we're all very excited about our next segment as it pertains to this segment. But we do want to give you a heads up that 1145 on Connecting Winnipeg. We are going to get an update on the freak arrival of all of the thousands of frogs in the wake of yesterday's storm. So thanks to all of our listeners who gave us a heads up on that instance, incident. I don't even know what to call it. But it has been a few weeks since Greg, Loren, and I have all been on the show together. You know, we're each trying to squeeze out every drop of summer, trying to take some vacation days here and there. A couple of days this week, Loren is backfilling for Connecting Winnipeg, which is on from 10 until 12. Yeah, but today, today we all agreed. We had to do this next interview together as a team, as a group, as a threesome, because at some point... The Ban Hansen has meant something to each and every one of us, in part because it just brought the fun. I, I used to own a restaurant with my brothers, and that restaurant opened right around the time that this song became popular. It was on in our restaurant probably four or five times a day, Loren. And so some of our customers would say, hey, you guys kind of look like Hansen. <laughs> You wish. <laughs> and this weekend, Hanson is coming to Winnipeg. Okay, so I had their tape. Yeah, I'm, it was a tape in my Walkman from their Middle of Nowhere album that was released some 25 years ago. And yes, there were CDs available, but I had this great Walkman back in 96, 97 that would flip the tape on its own somehow or magically switch the track. So the song... <laughs> The tape was great. The Walkman was great. And, of course, the song that had millions singing is Mbop. It went to number one in 27 countries. In 97, it knocked Notorious B.I.G. off the charts. And it was written and sung by the Hanson brothers, who, back then, Isaac was 13, Taylor 11, and Zach 9. And, yeah, we're all a little older now. We're joined now by Zach Hanson. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Well, as you can tell, I there's some... when you said you were all going to do the interview together, like it was going to be some sort of pile-on or something. Yeah. There's no pile-on. And, and Zach, here's the most hard-hitting question for you. The the okay. question and the concern that's plagued me all these years later is, what is an mbop? Like, is that a thing? A feeling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technically, it's a word that that we made up, right? The song made it, uh, you know, part of the, you know, future dictionaries of the world. But... Uh, you know, in the context of the song, it's essentially a frame of time. In an umbop, they're gone. In an umbop, uh, you know, this happens and that happens. And and the, the lyrics of the song, the verses are all saying, most things in life will come and go. You have to hold on to the things that matter. You have to find the things that you really want to be and, and the life you want to live right now. You can't wait because in an umbop, you're going to be old and gray. Uh, so... And we're lucky that we got to do uh, those things really early on, and kind of we were living out that message even as kids, kind of going, hey, do it, do your dreams, live out your dreams, or, or at least uh, pursue them now, because this is the time. So you were nine when that song became a huge hit. You started playing drums with the band, I think we read like six years old, so your your whole <laughs> life has been music. Has there ever been a point where you wanted to step away? Well, yeah, I mean, it is crazy to think how, how long we've been doing this. So essentially, my whole uh, whole life, 
you know, from memory. But, um, you know, we, we do a lot of things in life uh, as far as, you know, we have a, a beer company that we started. We have a music festival that we've done for years. There's a great many different sides to being a band. Uh, you know, it, it's essentially a small business, right? And somebody's got to you know, design the merchandise and somebody's got to, you know, help, uh, you, know, con- you know, come with the concepts for the next albums or tours or, you know, all, all these things you do. But, um, you know, for the most part, it's hard to find a better job than getting to go on stage and, and think for people and, and essentially host the party everywhere you go. Uh, so once you've had that job, it's kind of downhill from there. Well, two hours on stage with your siblings is one thing, but traveling with them, being in business with them is a whole other thing altogether. I've been down that road, as I just mentioned in the preamble, Zach. So talk about, there have to be challenges there because, you know, you can be in a band like uh, Van Halen and and you can quit because you don't like the lead singer or the guitarist, but when you're family, uh, it makes it a little more difficult. So so talk about maybe some of the ups and downs you've been through uh, with, with the Sibs. Right. It sounds like you have some things you need to share, maybe, maybe on on the show or maybe a counselor of some sort. Oh yeah, um, the the radio yeah. program is really just free therapy for me, Zach. So as you were, right. yeah. Well, it, it is fair. It, it's very unique to have a band of of brothers last this long. Most bands don't last more than fifteen or twenty years. Period. But then you know, there's a there's a unique dynamic to me, brothers. It's both. Uh, is is a great foundation, right? In the sense of you have these shared influences that you can only gain that same kind of connectivity and synergy by growing up in the same bedroom kind of vibe, right? Uh, and and vocal cords, you know, you have the closest DNA of anyone next to you know an identical twin, uh, you know, that you can have, uh, which makes singing together and those those kind of things that you would blend. You know, kind of, you can't beat the way brothers or brothers and sisters sound together, right? But, but it's it's hard to do anything for this long, and so you, the thing for us, I think, is letting each other grow, letting each other evolve. You know, as much as we do the same thing, uh, you, it's not really the same, right? I was six when we started. I'm, you know, I'm 36 now. So, so uh, the way I go about being a drummer and writing songs and doing those things is is, is all enlightened by those years of playing and it's hard everything you think we do we absolutely do the fighting the 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 troubles but also there's a there's a good side to being brothers which is uh other people can uh can't make fun of your brother you can you know what i mean like there's there's a blood connection which i think also helps keep you together yeah, I think you said it right. I mean, you always talk about you can you can't say something about my sibling. Only I can say that, right? And if someone else dares say it, those are fighting words. And so there's that dynamic to it as well. I'm curious. I mean, you've toured all over the world. You're touring again, coming to Winnipeg on Sunday. Is there a, a space or place that you've been that you feel most at home at that's not your home, Zach? Yeah. Well, this is you know this has been a really unique time because for the first time in my life, I've been married for 16 years. And my wife, uh, you know, these last two years, she's like, I've never seen you for more than maybe two months at a time when you were making an album, you know, always traveling, always this job takes you to many places. And we're lucky that we really do have fans that want to come out to shows all over the world. This tour takes us to more than 90 cities across the globe, started in Finland, will end in New Zealand, you know, (laughs) uh, all across U.S., Canada, Latin America. 
um, you know, favorite places, man, there's, there's so many good places for different reasons, but honestly, it's, it's more about the company that you, that you keep, you know, right now we're touring with uh, some good friends in a band called Alan McMyers and more. It seems like every night we're going bowling for some reason, you know, like, and so that's what keeps you going is, is these connections and, and the people you meet before and after the show, these stories you hear about how songs have mean things to people or these days, what we're seeing uh, more than ever is people who were 12 when they first heard us now bringing their 12 year old son or daughter, Right to shows because they're passing on the meanings of these songs and these experiences that they've had at shows. They want to share it with with the people around them. You mentioned you you like to go bowling. The venue that you picked, the Park Theater. Did you happen to pick that venue because it's right next to a bowling alley, <laughs> the Park Alleys? Oh, you you reve- you've revealed us. Everybody now knows where the after party is. Thanks a lot. <laughs> It's five pin bowling though, Zach. Be be warned. Have you have you done the five pin versus just ten pin bowling? I I have not done five pin bowling. Oh, are you in for a I, treat? I, I am a famously bad bowler, like 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 it, 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 a legend across the central United States. Oh, Zach, he's the one. He can't hit pins. It's like the the, the force moves them away. So um, I'm excited. Maybe five pin is actually my speed. All right. Well, well, we'll have to catch up and find out how that went down. Before we let you go, what are you listening to these days? And the the bands, the music that has influenced you uh, over the last uh, decade or more. Oh man, you know, it's, it, we, we started making music partly because of hearing music from the fifties and sixties. And so I always jump back to that stuff as a, as a great reference for what, uh, you know, what a pure pop song sounds like or what the, the origin of rock and roll. I mean, we still call ourselves a rock and roll band. So, um, you know, Joe Cocker, Mad Dogs and Englishmen, you know what I mean? Like that, those kind of records. Uh, are still very much in uh, in yeah, the rotation. Well, Zach, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us. Uh, it's been a real treat. And uh, thanks for all the joy that you've brought to this world. Uh, that song, 25 year, 25th anniversary of uh, one of the, really one of the most magical little tunes of the 1990s. Thanks so much, guys. Zach Hansen joining us live on 680 CJOB. The drummer for Hansen. They are going to be in Winnipeg this Sunday, August 21st at the Park Theatre as part of the Red, Green, Blue 2022 tour. And the show start, The doors open at 7 o'clock. If you want tickets, they're 5385. The Park Theatre, by the way, 698 Osborne Street again this Sunday, August 21st to see Hansen. Loren, do you still have that Walkman, by the way? No! Because it was stolen right off my body when I was working in Zimbabwe, Africa. Just right off of me. And I yelled, stop that, man. And everyone looked at me and said, you're on your own, lady. And so, no, I don't still have that Walkman. But I do have the CD because I upgraded to the CD, (laughs) which I have nothing to play it on. But I have gone. I said to you guys a couple weeks ago, when we learned we might be able to bring Hanson on, I went down some of their greatest hits and thoroughly enjoyed myself was smiling the whole ride home you talked about joy that is it man 